Welcome to the Leading Hope Podcast with Kevin Jack. Your influence will lead people somewhere, lead them towards hope. Everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Welcome to Leading Hope with Kevin Jack. I'm your host, VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited. Are you excited to be here today? You're mouthing me right now on purpose. This is great. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. We release a new episode every Wednesday, so we'd love for you to share on social media and bring others along with us on this journey of becoming a better leader. Visit Leading Hope. Online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Or you haven't subscribed yet, it would mean the world to us if you did that. Now also post about it, rate and review. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders like you. And there's so many more leaders joining every week, which has been incredible. Also, we are live on Facebook and YouTube every week at 1130. If you have questions, drop them in the chat and we'll try to get to them. Uh, you're going you're gonna to pay for this here. It's short. <laughs> because you have a lot of content to get to, which is going to be great. But hey, this is what's exciting to talk about right now. Something happened yesterday. Yesterday. Something really, really big happened yesterday. It was so much fun. A nationwide release of Reconstructing the Rubble. Your new book was released all wherever books are sold. You can find this book. And I'm so excited for you, man. It's been a pleasure Thanks, to be buddy. a little tiny bit of it. I got to do the cover. Oh, which you was had a great. lot. The uh, cover little is tiny. beautiful. Um, but uh, yeah, man, talk about that. Talk about the excitement level, what it's going to, who it's for, why you wrote it. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I wrote the book, uh, not out of a desire to write. <laughs> I wrote the book out of what I felt was a necessity that is a different conversation in this podcast. But uh, I've, we're watching all these people lose faith throughout the course of their lives. Lives, and they would speak of it with like without any comprehension as to how or why they lost mm. their faith. And so I just said, hey, there's a pattern. There's some things that are common within here. And so I want to show you if you lost it, how you lost it. And if you want to put it back together, first off, my belief, why your face should be put back together. Yeah. But this is how you would go about reconstructing what had been damaged and torn apart. So yesterday was a it was a blast yeah. going through the view, watching the Amazon rankings, got up to number two on new releases of bestsellers well, for a awesome. while, which was, oh, it was so much fun. That's incredible. And we've already heard stories of how the book has actually, actually changed someone's life. And yeah. uh, we, we talk about Donnie from church who, mm -hmm. who has written every type of review you could possibly write because of how much power. He actually sent me a picture yesterday of the book laying on his truck seat. Oh, that's awesome. Which was really cool. And uh, I just was like, how many people can this actually help uh, as a as a starting point and as a uh, a guide back to yeah. where they need to go? I, I wrote it for, like, obviously it is fun to sell books. It's yes. not fun to write it and have no, <laughs> yeah. but the goal was that the content was out there so someone would know what to do. And so honestly, Donnie's story, uh, Donnie, if, when you're listening to go, you already made it worth it. You already oh, made all of the effort great. of it. Absolutely worth it. That's awesome. Hey, I want to say hi to Elena and Stuart. 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 <laughs> I love Stuart boats. Love that guy. But hey, we are in episode 72. Uh, by the way, if you haven't gotten the book or, or want to review it, if you have the book, you can go to behope.church slash book. You can buy it from uh, Behope Church or you can buy it from Amazon. The links are right there. But like I said, they're in, in stores everywhere. Amazon, now. Walmart, yep. Barnes & Noble. Yep. All, all of them. them. Books a million. All of, all of them. But today, we are continuing our series, Leading with a Microphone. Uh, we are in episode 72, and you've entitled this, 
how to structure your speech. So as get to structuring, <laughs> get to structuring the speech. So as we're jumping in, uh, recap of previous episodes. Eventually, your leadership will come with a microphone in some way. It could be ten people. It could be a thousand people. If you're a leader, at some point in time, you will be given the opportunity to speak publicly. In that moment, you are not a public speaker. You are just speaking publicly. You must remember that you are there because you are a leader. So while in the previous episode, our goal was don't be boring. This is how not to be boring. You should have a greater goal than just not being boring. Uh, Comedians are there simply to entertain. They're not there to inform and move. Don't take that bait. Don't just view your goal as being there to entertain. You're there to move people in a direction. So today I want to jump into how do you structure your speech with that purpose in mind, knowing it's an incredible opportunity, not an obligation to make an impact, to make a difference. And the structure of your speech matters. Uh, If you took public speaking in high school or college, this is what you were taught. Have an introduction have three points, and then have a conclusion. And that is a horrific way to structure your speech because the introduction is usually in that five-minute territory where it accomplishes nothing, and we talked some last time. Make it super short or make it super long. You'll have three points. Everyone only ever remembers the third one. And then the conclusion typically falls flat unless if you have a great story to actually land the plane on. Uh, If you're a pastor, this is how you were taught. Not introduction, three points, conclusion. You were taught introduction, three points that all begin with the same letter. Oh, alliteration. That's where it's at. And then, sorry, I don't mean to mock pastors that much, but that literally is what they do. So. I want to give you a new tool. Uh, If I get quick notes on that, the problem is unless you're taking notes, you only remember the last point. You'll lose energy and motivation during the second point if you have that three-point message. And so here's a new structure on what to do. And I define this as the letters VPS. VPS is the structure you should think through when you are writing out your speech. And VPS stands for vision, problem, solution. The tendency is we speak in terms of problem, solution, vision. And I want to show you why you should structure your speech, whether it's 10 minutes long, whether it's 40 minutes long, according to this idea of VPS, vision, problem, solution. So first, vision. Vision first creates momentum creates motivation. This is the part of your talk in which you get up there, in which you, if if you're a company, you may say, this is where we're headed and this is why it matters. If you state the problem before you help people care about why the problem matters or why the problem is holding them back, then what you have just done is you've just demotivated everyone. To simply walk up there and go, here's a problem causes all the energy to get sapped out of the room. First, you need to state the destination that you want to go. So I'll use a lot of phrases like this. This is what's at stake. Uh, You may be more energetic and it may be personalized. And so you may use phrases like you were meant to or you want to. You want to tap into those deeper desires that people have. Um, One of the simple things that I'll do in sermons is I read scripture at the beginning and I'll just give a simple statement of 
today, this is what's at stake. And I won't always say it in exactly those terms, but as I'm writing through my outline, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying this is what is at stake for today in your life. So think of it like this. When you put the vision first, you want to already begin pulling someone in the direction that you want them to go. You're creating momentum before you have done absolutely anything. And I always view it like this. I move off a of vision once people already want it. And that may sound a little confusing, so let me say it again in a couple different ways. Okay, I don't move off of vision when my content is done on vision. <laughs> I move off of vision when I can look out at the crowd, at the congregation, whoever it is, and someone's nodding their head. And someone's going, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I want. If I can tell there is some movement internally, then I go, okay, now it's time to move to the second section. So after vision comes problem. You are defining what is the obstacle, what is keeping you from getting to where you want to go, what is holding you back. Your goal here is not to over-exaggerate the problem, but to clearly define it and what it will cost you if left unaddressed. So uh, church setting, we say, this is what your life was meant to be. This is who you were created to become. And here's the issue. And then we'll state it and we'll state, this is how it's holding you back. This is how this is keeping you from the marriage, from the finances, from raising your kids, from the career, from the joy that you want. This is the thing that's holding you back. Uh, if you're in a corporate structure, it could be like, this is what we want to accomplish as a company. This is the V part, the vision part. This is what we want to accomplish, and this is why it matters. And here's the issue right now. You state the issue, and then you state, if this is left unaddressed, we will never, ever get to where we want to go. This could be personal. It could be organizational. And, and the key with this section is the same as the vision section. You move off of it once the problem is clearly understood and felt. For so many people, what has happened is they assume that they can predict audience retention or audience momentum when they write it out at their desk. And to go, no, you need yeah. to... Um, so one, one of the tricks, if I could say trick sounds like a pro tip, say whatever that is, is, uh, when you're speaking to a large crowd, you don't speak to the whole crowd. Yeah. You speak to a couple members in the crowd. Okay. And so if I get not, now I'm not going to pick out the same five people during an entire message. Otherwise someone's like, I feel like he was staring at me the whole time Yeah, because I was, I don't, right. this is like this dual goal. I want to move people, <laughs> but not freak them out. Okay. Yep. Let's, let's do both of those at the same time. But if I, if I get in a section, I will have a couple people that I'm continuously looking at to see if they got it. Cause you can tell it in their eyes, even if they're 50 yards away, you can tell if they got it. And so vision, once they get it, once they're moving, you move on to the next section. Problem. Once it is understood and felt, you move on to the next section. And then that brings us to the last piece, which is the S, which is solution. What are we going to do about the problem? And I, I think this is so powerful. Your goal here is to create a we even if there's individual actions, because there is power in community. This is why when you gather for a live event, it is always more powerful than when you're at a simulcast or you're watching it on your own. 
there is something powerful that takes place when you go, we're in a room full of people. And if we all do this, these people who I can look around and see and I can feel their energy and emotion in this moment, if we all do this, then the world becomes different. And so I would say, like, even if it's something specific of health, you need to go work out. You switch it from a you and you make it plural. And it's if we did this, if we were all a part of this, because now they're identifying not just as an individual, but they're identifying as a community. And so the structure, it's really not that complicated. But for so many of us, what has happened is we've been just embedded for years in this introduction, point one, point two, point three, mm-hmm. conclusion. And that is not how to structure speeches if you want to move someone. It is vision, get people moving, show them the direction you want to go, and help them identify with that that it's felt. Problem This is what is keeping you back. Clearly define it and help it be clearly felt. Solution. This is the thing that will get us past this problem that will get us back to the vision. Now, you may circle back to vision at the very end. And if we do this, Mm. this is what we're going to accomplish. And I I think this is uh, just how I use this. I use this for messages. I use this for talks. Uh, I'm getting to talk to a group of leaders this uh, coming weekend. And I'm going to talk about, hey, your your spiritual life and how can you have a healthy spirituality? And so it's kind of a workshop. It's a back and forth thing where we're going to do some questions and answers. But I'm going to spend the first 15 minutes talking about what their internal soul, what their heart was meant to be like, why it is so incredibly important. So we're going to go through vision. Then we're going to go through a while and we're going to talk through. But these are the things that are holding you back and they're customized. They're personal to you. They're not necessarily true of everyone, but these are the things that are holding you back. And then I'm going to give them some solutions and we're going to take some answers and say, based upon the things that you struggle with, these are the responses that you should take. Vision, problem, solution. This works for speeches. This works for talking to your kids <laughs> when I, I don't just address my kids' behavior yeah. and say, all right, let me say it like this. Sorry, more clearly. When I'm at my worst as a parent, I say, stop that. <laughs> stop that now. When I'm at my best, I'm going, hey, this is this is what I believe about you. This is who I believe you're created to become. And this is going to create these other problems in your life. So you need to do this instead. Vision, who you're created to become. Problem, the thing you're struggling with right now. Solution, this is what you need to do instead. Works with talks, works in one-on-one meetings, works in casual conversations. I believe all this is a vision, problem, solution. And I've got one more tip, okay, as you're structuring this out. And then, V, let's see what we want to jump into. Sounds good. Um, Here's kind of like my pro tip on there, okay? You can have... One vision, multiple problems, but only one solution, okay? One vision. Don't try to create all these different visions because it takes too long to gain traction. That part actually takes a long time to create some momentum and connection with someone's emotion. One vision, 
multiple problems, that's perfectly fine. You can go, and this and this and this and this and this and all these things are holding you back. But you're only ever going to get people to do one thing out of a speech. You're not going to get them to do 20 things. And so do not succumb to the tendency to go, well, they could do this or this or this or this. For each individual, it can be one vision. It can be multiple problems, but it can only be one solution. VPS, it helps people move forward. VPS. I felt like that was like a slogan at the end, like I was marketing a product. Yeah, like, it's like VPS. Valparaiso. We help um, people move forward. That's right. There's a ton to unpack there. Unfortunately, this is still a 20-minute podcast oh, so we're shoot. not going to uh we're not going to get to a lot of questions today but if you do have them go ahead and throw them into the chat right now uh, i want to start off with this and i think this is i thought first of all this is right up your alley um you've been working on this since you've been even here right yeah. working through some of these pieces just for yourself because you're always trying to get better at whatever okay. that is that you're doing and so this is a great i love this topic um, the thing you said was you move off the vision when you know they care about what you're creating. What markers are you setting that allow you to feel comfortable with moving on? Like what are you, you, you identified some of the people in there. Are you looking for body language? Are you looking yeah. for response, clapping, verbally saying something? Are you, what are those, what are those markers that would help a leader say, okay, I've got the vision down. It's ready to move on to the problem. Okay. Uh, if you're watching on video, I'll, I'll, I'll do it first and then I'll explain All right, it for we those go. of you here who are listening. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Right here. Do it. That was it. That's it? That's enough for <laughs> that you? That was it. I like and it. I, I say it like this. There are some people, they are very responsive during the talk, and I love those people, and I encourage those people to attend as many services as they possibly can because they help me so much. The average person does not give a verbal or physical response, but they will subconsciously slightly nod their head in agreement. And you can get to specific spots where if you're looking at a crowd of people, yeah. all of a sudden, when, uh, say it like this, if 5% of the people all slightly nod their head within a same five-second frame, yeah, it's really obvious. Okay. Like, and if you're listening online, it is just the slightest nod of the head. It is just the, and when you see that, you know, they got it. I know that sounds ridiculous, yeah. but when you do it over and over and over again, it becomes really obvious when people get it. That's good. So that's that's a key marker that you're yeah. looking for. And at that point, it's like the same thing you said with the uh, the solution as well. Uh, or I'm sorry, the problem as well. It, mm -hmm. It's the same concept that you're Once doing the it, same thing. Like but you're knowing that you're not wanting to stay in the tension for. So you're are you working uh, harder is the wrong oh, word. Oh, that's a but great are question. You, right? Are that's you are question. you because you're not wanting to stay in that tension yeah. as long as you're staying in the solution. Um, but you know you need to get the problem right before you can actually solve it. Because everyone will think the problem is something different to them. You probably cannot spend too much time in the vision or the solution, but you can absolutely spend too much time in the problem. Yeah. Once they get the problem, <laughs> yeah. move on. Yeah. Once it's clear and felt, don't stay there. Otherwise, you just depress everyone. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of rub it in their face. Yeah. And that brings up my next point, which was you talked about the the you versus the we. Uh, growing up, um, some of the, I don't want to, how do I say this? Uh, some of the people that I saw speak in churches, um, where it was always you yeah. as if they were never part of the solution. They were only showing you that you were the problem. Yeah. And I wondered why that was the case. Then it goes back to your one, two, three bullet points. Maybe it was a simpler format, but it was always you, you, you. And I felt like, well, I, yeah, but you're not. Are you going to be a part of the 
solution with with that. And the we solves that. Talk more about that. Yeah, I there's just one of those things. Uh, talk about crowd mentality, herd mentality, whatever that is. Yeah, and to go, hey, uh, sometimes it feels too much to take a step on the solution if I feel like I'm doing it in isolation. But when I have the sense that we're all doing this, yeah, I go, oh my goodness. For one, I don't want to be left out. Yeah, I don't want to be the last person who's still living in the problem. Yeah, even if I was, even if I'm the first. Yeah. I'll act to not be the last. And there's just, there's power in we when we see how our actions combined can do something together. Yeah, it's so powerful when we're all in this together. Um, yeah. And especially from that that center stage, mm-hmm. explaining that. Um, uh, I've got one question here from Elena. You said we're you ready? all in this together. Sorry, yeah. it made me think High School Musical. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Question. Uh, d- here's Elena's question. Do you think my professor will pass me if I use this this structure and say my pastor and author said this? They might not, but they should. <laughs> there you go, Elena. There's. Uh, I'm going to ask you to wrap this up, man. We are we are at 20 minutes. Uh, what a great topic today. I really yeah. uh, love this topic today. Wrap it up for us. I just want to say, uh, for most people, how they are taught to speak publicly results in no momentum. It's easy to understand in the organization, but it doesn't create any traction. And so think of your structure in terms of how do you create movement? How do you create impact? And you do that by going vision first, problem second, then solution. All right, man. Episode 72 how to structure your speech. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it'd mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of many more leaders like you. And it really does. We see every week we've been going live. It's been cool to see more and more people watching on uh, online, but then also downloading it on Thursdays. Remember, this comes out at uh, 5 a.m. on Thursday mornings. Are you up at 5 a.m., Kevin? Maybe not. But hey, not uh, quite five. Not quite five, almost. But remember, you can also get Reconstructing the Rubble that hit the bookstores nationwide this week on Tuesday. Go to behope.church slash book, and you can pick that up there, or you can get it from any bookstore. There's a million of them that carry it now, which is awesome. It's really cool to hear little stories from that. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We'd love to hear from you. And remember... Everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.